I'd like to take a moment to let you all know about a new nonprofit organization started by my brother Craig. It's called Treats and Truth. They fill oversized brown lunch bags with snack items, chips, crackers, popcorn, cookies, etc. Also, a bottle of water, toothbrush, toothpaste, sanitary wipes, and most importantly, a small gospel tract book of John. No cigar? I'll have to talk to him about that. The bags are then hand-delivered to the homeless and people in need in and around the Los Angeles area. Let's help get this ministry off the ground. They're a 501c3 tax-exempt organization, so any and all donations are tax-deductible and greatly appreciated. Visit their website at treatsandtruth.org. Check out the show notes for the link. Also, please follow them on Facebook and Instagram. Thank you. Episode 156 of the Burning Bush Podcast, where we share the message of the Bible while enjoying a good cigar. Hope you're doing well, and I'm glad you've joined me. Today we're reading the New Testament book of Luke, chapter 13, with commentary from the notes in the Charles Spurgeon Study Bible, and I'm smoking the E.P. Carrillo Encore in the Celestial 6 and an 8th by 50 Vitola. So let's go to the EP Carrillo website and see what they have to say. After the critically acclaimed La Historia, Ernesto had to do it again, and Encore was the only way. The second part to a series of cigars, Encore is the master's way of having another great performance for all to enjoy. We each have an Encore in us and rise to that challenge when requested, just like the master. Ernesto Perez Carrillo. Encore is described by Ernesto as his biggest achievement. The zesty, spicy, and woody cigar tantalizes the smoker's palate. One is left with a lasting, creamy finish with a rich, aromatic profile that truly delights the senses. And the strength is medium to full. And the wrapper, binder, and filler are all Nicaraguan tobaccos. And the Vitolas are El Futuro, 5x50, Majestic, 5'3'8x52, Celestial, 6'8x50, El Primero, 6'7'8x54, and the Valientes Torpedo, 6'8x52. That is the Encore by Ernesto Perez Carrillo. Let's get back into this week's reading of the book of Luke, chapter 13. I am reading from the English Standard Version, the ESV, in verse 1. 
There were some present at that very time who told him about the Galileans whose blood Pilate had mingled with their sacrifices. And he answered them, Do you think that these Galileans were worse sinners than all the other Galileans because they suffered in this way? No, I tell you, but unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. Or those eighteen on whom the tower in Siloam fell and killed them, do you think that they were worse offenders than all the others who lived in Jerusalem? No, I tell you, but unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. And he told this parable. A man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard, and he came seeking fruit on it and found none. And he said to the vine dresser, Look, for three years now I have come seeking fruit on this fig tree, and I find none. Cut it down. Why should it use up the ground? And he answered him, Sir, let it alone this year also, until I dig around it and put on manure. Then, if it should bear fruit next year, well and good. But if not, you can cut it down. Now he was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. And behold, there was a woman who had a disabling spirit for eighteen years. She was bent over and could not fully straighten herself. When Jesus saw her, he called her over and said to her, Woman, you are freed from your disability. And he laid his hands on her, and immediately she was made straight, and she glorified God. And Spurgeon comments on verses 10 through 13. As he was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath, a woman was there who had been dis disabled by a spirit for over 18 years. She was bent over and could not straighten up at all. When Jesus saw her, he called out to her, Woman, you are free of your disability. Then he laid his hands on her, and instantly she was restored and began to glorify God. This woman did not get any good through going to the synagogue, as long as she merely went there. She went to the synagogue bent double, and she came back bent double. If she went all those 18 years, as I dare say she did, she was unable to lift herself up all that long time. We need to guard against the notion that all we need is to attend church so many times on the Sabbath or on weeknights in order to get a blessing. This poor woman was not healed until she met with the Lord Jesus Christ. It is a rule with few exceptions that what a man fishes for, he is most likely to catch. If any go to church merely out of idle curiosity, it is possible, though not certain, that their curiosity will be satisfied. If any go to find fault, I have no doubt that they will find plenty to complain about. But if any have come determined to find Christ if he is to be found, it will be surprising if they have to go away without discovering him. This is what you really need if you are to be restored from all the ills that sin has worked, you must come to Christ himself. And back to Luke verse 14. But the ruler of the synagogue, indignant because Jesus had healed on the Sabbath, said to the people, There are six days in which work ought to be done. Come on those days and be healed, and not on the Sabbath day. Then the Lord answered him, You hypocrites! 
Does not each of you on the Sabbath untie his ox or his donkey from the manger and lead it away to water it? And ought not this woman, a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan bound for eighteen years, be loosed from this bond on the Sabbath day? As he said these things, all his adversaries were put to shame, and all the people rejoiced at all the glorious things that were done by him. He said, therefore, What is the kingdom of God like? And to what shall I compare it? It is like a grain of mustard seed that a man took and sowed in his garden, and it grew and became a tree, and the birds of the air made nests in its branches. And again he said, To what shall I compare the kingdom of God? It is like leaven that a woman took and hid in three measures of flour until it was all leavened. He went on his way through towns and villages, teaching and journeying towards Jerusalem. And someone said to him, Lord, will those who are saved be few? And he said to them, Strive to enter through the narrow door, for many, I tell you, will seek to enter and will not be able. And Spurgeon comments on verse 24, Make every effort to enter through the narrow door, because I tell you, many will try to enter and won't be able. This gate, that is, Christ, is most desirable for us to pass through because it is the gate of the city of refuge. Mr. Whitefield, when preaching, would often hold up his hands and cry, Oh, the wrath to come, the wrath to come, the wrath to come. There is more weight and meaning in these words than tongue can tell or heart conceive. The wrath to come. When past that gate, like Noah after he had passed into the ark, we are safe from the overwhelming deluge. We are sheltered from the devouring conflagration which will consume the earth. We are rescued from the death and the doom that await the countless multitudes of the impenitent. Who would not wish to enter where there is salvation, the only place where salvation can be found? And back to Luke, verse 25. When once the master of the house has risen and shut the door, and you begin to stand outside and to knock at the door, saying, Lord, open to us, then he will answer you. I do not know where you come from. Then you will begin to say, We ate and drank in your presence, and you taught in our streets. But he will say, I tell you, I do not know where you come from. Depart from me, all you workers of evil. In that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth when you see Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and all the prophets in the kingdom of God, but you yourselves cast out. And people will come from the east and the west and from north and south and recline at table in the kingdom of God. And behold, some are last who will be first, and some are first who will be last. At that very hour, some Pharisees came and said to him, Get away from here, for Herod wants to kill you. And he said to them, Go and tell that fox, Behold, I cast out demons and perform cures today and tomorrow, and the third day I finish my course. Nevertheless, I must go on my way today and tomorrow and the day following, for it cannot be that a prophet should perish away from Jerusalem. O Jerusalem, Jerusalem! 
the city that kills the prophets and stones those who are being sent to it. How often I would have gathered your children as a hen gathers her brood under her wings, and you were not willing. Behold, your house is forsaken, and I tell you, you will not see me until you say, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And that's the end of today's reading in the book of Luke. Be sure to check out the show notes for links to the Charles Spurgeon Study Bible, as well as today's cigar. Also, Groundworks Ministries for daily Bible studies and devotionals. Treats and Truth Ministry, where you can get involved in helping to spread the gospel to and be a blessing to the homeless. And the Burning Bush Merchandise Store, where you can pick up some items to help spread the word about the show. If you know anyone who needs to hear this, please let them know about the podcast and help share the message of the Bible, the hope we have in Yeshua Messiah, Jesus Christ. If you'd like to contact me, you can email me at steve at theburningbushpodcast.com, which is linked in the show notes as well. So until next time, have a great day, have a great cigar, and God bless. God bless.